The Secrets of Disney is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hi there, and welcome to another Secrets of Disney on SQPN. My name is Deborah Shaben, and joining me today is uh, David Henlos and Lisa Hendy. Hello. Hey. And we have a very interesting, um, I, I hope it's interesting, <laughs> episode for you today, because <laughs> it's a homebound interesting episode, because like everybody else, and maybe by the time this episode is um, released, things will be different because they were different within a week of us recording the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, the last episode, I was completely wrong <laughs> about a lot of things, including the fact that, oh, Disney will never close. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. They closed. Everything closed. <laughs> so it's been, um, it's been interesting to see what's going on there. And uh, right now everybody's at home, um, staying put, hopefully, and we are entertaining ourselves and maybe other people in our homes. And so I don't, I actually live alone, so I don't really have the problem of entertaining anybody but myself. But we're going to talk about our favorite, maybe Disney related things that we're doing in our, or that we can do in our house, and maybe our favorite Disney movies. So, uh, how, how's things going over in, um, in your house, David, because you have two little ones. Well, um, this is no no secret since uh, this came out on Sunday uh, early, but because of said uh, quarantines, Disney Plus released Frozen 2 early to streaming, and <laughs> my daughter is happy about that. She's not so happy about, you know, being, you know, can't go to school or see her friends, but she's been into the unknowning quite a ah. bit. So. Oh, that's it's great you mentioned that because I think at one point when we were talking about what are we going to talk about, um, I was going to mention Frozen Two is like a very good movie to watch with your kids right now because it handles a couple different themes. Um, ha have you all watched it? I I don't know if Lisa's watched it. I watched most I of it. I haven't seen. Now. Yeah, I haven't seen Frozen Two yet. I'm super. I, I'm I'm excited, but I, it brings up the larger issue of I don't have. Um, Disney Plus yet, so this might be the perfect time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, well, let me, for those of you who haven't watched it yet with your kids, um, let me, and maybe David can help me with this if he's seen parts of it with his kids, uh, tell you some of the themes that are very timely right now in that movie. One of them is change. Like, um, the movie starts off with, like, Olaf, like, kind of being acting pensive about how everything changes. And, you know, and then Anna's in, in song form, of course, because it's Disney mm -hmm. in yeah. song form kind of reassures him that, yes, everything does change. But there are certain things that won't change, like, you know, love and, you know, and um, 
and our feelings, you know, of love towards each other and that I'll be here for you and, and stuff like that. Trying to reassure uh, basically childlike fears in a mm-hmm. sense, because Olaf goes through a couple different songs where he's like, I'm, I, I don't understand what's going on. I'm kind of scared. How do I explain this to myself or how do I make sense of it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something your kids might be, if you have children, might be grappling with right now. Yeah. It's something that all of us might be grappling yeah. with right now. There <gasps> is a great song Olaf does um, called This Will All Make Sense When I'm Older. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and it's literally, it's probably the most satirical song in the movie because <laughs> he starts singing about all the things that are like happening, weird stuff happening around him and all the scary things that, that he, uh, he's experiencing because it's, it's just a weird, um, he goes to an enchanted forest and they can't explain all these kind of supernatural things happening around him. And so he's making this little happy all this will all make sense when i'm older and every day and any day this will all make sense and i'm Mm -hmm. like and i think that's probably one of those things that we tell young children is like someday you'll understand this Mm -hmm. but then the ironic part is when we're adults we don't maybe understand it either no do you have a sense david that they do they kind of like get that things are different or is it just pretty much just like business as usual and mom and dad are a little bit more home than they normally are uh they have the seven-year-old she knows something's a bit different she's pretty sharp uh four-year-old is kind of like oh i can't go to the store with you yeah he's not getting that yet um we're only yeah it's only thursday into so um they'll get it but yeah it's um and do you typically work from home or do you typically work in an office uh I've been fortunate to be be in a place where I work. I can I've been able to do both, and been very fortunate that they've moved us to full the whole team remote in the past week. Yeah. Uh, but they're not like, Dad. You're still working from. Yes, I'm still working from home. <laughs> that's gonna be a thing, dude. Because I think that's one thing that um, a lot of people who don't typically work from home are grappling with if they have kids is. How do you fill the time? Um, you know, how do you fill their time? Because they're seeing you and it's like, oh, mom's home. So that means it's playtime. But mom's actually a lawyer and needing to do some work. <laughs> My sister, who is an attorney at a firm in Chicago, she's home. And she's really having a tough time with her junior high student who's just, you know, trying to figure out, um, you know, boundaries with all that. So I actually sent something over them t- to them this morning that might be good to share with our listeners. I found it on the Khan Academy and it's um it's a it's a unit called Disney Imagineering in a box. Hmm. And um it's basically like an engineering unit. Um the description sounds super awesome. Have you ever wondered how theme parks come to life? Disney imagineers from hundreds of career disciplines around the world share how they use a wide range of skills that all come together to create immersive experiences. So it's theme park design from the the Khan Academy. Super cool. That is really cool. There's a, a lot of weird videos coming out right now. If you're if you're into Disney stuff, there's a lot of things going on right now. You can watch obviously all the vloggers still talking about Disney and doing home vlogs, which is interesting. But uh, a lot of people have been recreating rides in their living room, and it's hysterical. 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. So some I just before I um we turned on the episode to record, I caught somebody's little video from Soren. If you're not familiar with Soaring, um it's a ride that's at both um California and in um Walt Disney World and it's like kind of like a hang glider simulator kind of ride and it's mm. it's very popular. And it's one of those rides you can do with everybody and not, you know, it's it's good for everybody. But it has you know really nice music and beautiful scenery and smells like they they they'll change the smells up like if you're flying over an orange grove, you smell oranges. And so this woman had her um had her desk chair and it she raised her feet up off the floor and her monitor was at her feet and she had all these like screensavers flashing by and <laughs> and the music and she had a little hair like a little spray bottle of smells and she's it was funny. It was cute. So there's there's stuff like that. You can always actually you can watch some of this on YouTube. Before we move on to another topic, I you reminded me, Lisa. That's something you're doing something every morning too. So if we know what David's doing every morning and, and I've been working remotely, I see you're live streaming every day. Yeah, I switched it to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule as I thought I was going to be doing this for two weeks. And now it seems that it may be for even longer than that. So on Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 1030 a.m. Pacific, which is 130 Eastern, 1230 Central, um, I'm doing something called Let's Talk About Storytelling. And it's basically, um, I'm trying my best to be um, in a Mr. Rogers-esque mode, like very interactive with kids who might be watching to encourage um, reading, but especially writing and storytelling. So drawing, you know, any form of, of storytelling. So every day we're going to have a prompt. Um, the first couple of days have been super fun. We did um, Stuck Inside for the first day and the second day was called, was about getting lucky it was St. Patrick's oh, Day. That's right. Yeah, um, I watched so, a little of that. <laughs> yeah, so like what um what can we do to encourage kids to be creative at a time like this? And my my intention, although now it's happening that so many people are coming up with great, you know, things for kids, like just what's something that you could plop plop your kids in front of for 30 minutes to give you a little break <laughs> that would be definitely kid friendly. So that's what I'm doing and it's been really fun. I'm using um be live TV. If anybody hasn't checked that out, it's a super cool streaming um, service, and um, yeah, it's really fun. So you can catch a replay on um, on YouTube too. Cool. Actually, if you haven't noticed, there's a lot of really great streaming opportunities going on right now. You know, not just not just um, within our little social circle. Like we have um, SQPN. We've been doing um, some live streaming every day. Some little let's let's talk videos every day. And then um, since we're a Catholic organization, we have a lot of our friends who are priests who are live streaming masses and night prayers and, and all sorts of um, uh, ceremonies and our, uh, you know, situations that uh, pertain to Catholics, which is great. You know, I, I don't think I've been to daily mass like this in a long time because I, I work. So it's kind of nice to, to get that done. Um, I had the ultimate like, like sort of meta moment this morning when my mom and dad are having, um, they live in a nursing home. And so I'm spending time with them on Alexa every day. So I, I go into their room via the screen and today they were watching the live stream of mass for St. Joseph's feast day on their TV. So I could hear their TV <laughs> 
then we went to mass and then prayed the rosary on their TV together via Alexa. I was like, wow, this is just like some kind of a weird sci-fi movie for Catholics. I know. (laughs) It's it's been lovely, though, I got to say. I mean, as much as it's scary and we're not going to downplay that, but it's... It, as we're recording this, it's, you know, a St. Joseph's Feast Day and it's the middle of Lent. And I, you know, and normally during Lent, I, I start with great expectations and then I kind of don't do so well towards the end of Lent with mm-hmm. my expectations. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's the opposite. I started with these couples expectations and now I've, I'm like, oh, I can do this and more of this. And it's turned into a kind of a nice little Lenten uh, practice now. Which is great. Yeah, anybody like me who said less in screen time, like, oh, forget that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. But, did, uh, but there, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I said, I did see a meme out there. I'm sure everyone's seen it right now. Who said, you know, I wasn't planning on giving up quite this much for Lent. <laughs> no kidding. I had, and one of our mutual friends, uh, Zena, put on her Facebook, like, isn't this the Lentiest Lent of, that you've ever seen? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's other things being live streamed for your kiddos, too, that um, this morning, you know, after I got done watching my live stream of Mass, um, I turned over to Gatorland, which is a theme park in Orlando. It's like um, maybe 10 minutes drive from Walt Disney World. And their specialty, obviously, is gators and, and reptiles and and Florida, uh, more Floridian like mammals and you know, wildlife that you can find in Florida. They are live streaming every morning. They're picking it, an animal. And they are live streaming, like them feeding it and caring for it and, and asking, you know, asking questions and answering questions from people watching. And it's really cute. So if yeah. your kids love that kind of stuff, like they love um, looking at animals, it's a uh, Gatorland, one word, in Orlando that is live streaming. Like this morning, they had their Galapagos tor- tortoises on there. It was so cute. They were feeding them, and they they had baby alligators, and it was it, it was fun. It was very kid oriented. Along those lines, um, check out the Twitter feed for Shed Aquarium in Chicago oh, because yeah. they are um, penguins. Edward and Annie are are nesting this week, and they're letting them basically have free roam of the the aquarium and following them with a camera. So you see them just like waddling. <laughs> Waddling around the aquarium. Anarchy, totally anarchy. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> are Penguin you le- anarchy? Are you letting your children watch some of this uh, live streaming, or are you limiting screen time, David? Or what's the story? Um, we'll see how this goes in the long term. The short term, you know, they'll get some time. But uh, the school gave them a learning packet that they've actually kind of gone through half of it already. But there's there's different learning apps like. Uh, my oldest seven at seven, she can do Lexia and a couple of more educational things on there. And so they're get they are still getting screen time. We're trying to focus the screen time to particular things. We got um they are gonna get more movies than usual, but they're gonna um at least the we, we got the we got them these kids specific tablets that have you know, you approve which apps they can use on it and you also have a timer timer on there so it just shuts off when you tell it to and we're oh, like, that's great and we're like oh darn the timer has shut off i guess you'll have to go <laughs> actually play with toys like a real kid um <laughs> so it's um it's not perfect but it's, it's a start and we're we're juggling just like everyone else so it's uh but that's that's where we're going and and you guys have mentioned streaming i don't know if you guys have seen this already but uh just a note to note to anyone who listens um if you're 
If you have the option to choose HD or standard definition, choose standard definition for now. There are a number of uh, government authorities have been asking Netflix and a couple of places to switch from using HD to standard definition because they don't want to overload their networks because so many people are streaming right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, I'm very cognizant of that because I don't know if our listeners know, but my husband is the chair of emergency medicine at UCLA. And um, he's on a sort of like nonstop um, planning calls, like from the second we wake up in the morning till we fall asleep at night. And if he's home, he's he's on webinars and calls. So I'm trying really to limit my bandwidth to protect his his access so yeah it's something to definitely think about yeah it's 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 always easy for me to forget too but you know when we're when we're using bandwidth it's a finite resource that it's a weirdly finite resource that affects literally everyone so yeah no i i know that everybody's yeah uh, the memes out of florida right now it's like you know Oh, um, stuck at home with Wi-Fi and electricity. I give this uh, hunker down a five out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a little different than like if you're stuck in a blizzard or stuck in a hurricane or or bad weather or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Um, I see. I see the problem. But if you do have um, you don't necessarily have to think about streaming services like Disney Plus, but um, we should ask. What is your favorite Disney movie? Maybe to like a feel good movie or something you like to watch uh, just to to put yourself in a good mood. I know mine automatically. Um, And I don't own this movie, but I would definitely buy this movie, which is Coco. Um, I just absolutely love it. And especially now with the situation that my parents are in as they're, you know, um, I'm just spending so much time every day with them on <laughs> on on screen because um, I can't be with them in person. But it just, it's just such a movie that reminds you of the importance of family and respecting and loving our elders. And I think at a time like this, you know, that's an important message for all of us to remember the people that are very fragile in mm-hmm. this. I do love Coco. I have it on DVD and Blu-ray. So, uh, yeah. And I can't... I. I have trouble. I have to skip the part where um, the very end part where it's like bucket of tears because um, the song, the very finale song that they sing is one of my favorites in the movie. And I'm like, if I want to enjoy that last song, the finale, mm-hmm. I, I have to yeah. skip this, the, the song before it. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to, um to interview the actor who voiced Miguel um, oh, wow. in the film. And uh, just what an amazing young man he is. It was really fun to see, to cover that film when it came out. And I say, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. What's yours, David? Well, shoot. Uh, I think you may have stole my thunder a little bit. Because oh, no. Co- Co- Coco's one of our, I mean, it's family-wide. It's the, uh, it's the one we can all agree on. Viv gets a little scared of parts of it sometimes just because it, you know, involves Land of the Dead. But yeah, that, that one, will, I, I will break down on that one. Uh, Frozen across the board is Viv is Viv's favorite, and Frozen, Frozen too. But I like Coco, and um, and if we're just going to my favorite, specifically my favorites, just pick something from Marvel, and I'm usually fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I have to say, whenever I want something feel good, I go old school. Mm. So I have a couple of them. One of them um, that's my favorite. It's a little shorter because it's actually two movies in one. But I, um, it is uh, Saludos Amigos, which is the 
um, 1950s. It's a Donald Duck. It's a lot of little short features, but it's their, it's like their love letter to Latin America in the 1940s mm-hmm. and 50s. So there's is that where that ride at Epcot comes from? That actually, the companion film, which is uh, the three Caballeros, and they're yeah. usually shown together, usually split together. They're technically two different films. But they're, you know, if you ever catch it on Disney Plus, they kind of they're on the same DVD too. So, so, yeah, that's where that that ride comes from at Epcot. <laughs> that's crazy. I never knew what that was from. Yeah. Awesome. And so the the whole point of that movie is like, um, they sent the animators down to like Chile and Argentina and Brazil, and they made um a lot of little short features that kind of incorporated a lot of their cultural roots in there and a lot of their music, and it it's just a lot of a lot of great music in there. A lot of nice uh, Latin beats in there that I think I watch it mostly for the for the music than the stories that are in there. But there's some goofy, a little goofy uh, from Argentina where he dresses up as a, an Argentine cowboy, and then Donald goes to Peru and um, you know and and trains llamas and it's a really cute movie. Um, just makes you feel good. And then um, Three Caballeros, he goes to Mexico, and that's where he meets. Um, well, the the parrot itself is is from Brazil, but he comes and he meets um, the other bird. I think a toucan. Um, I, and I'm just because I don't watch Three Caballeros as much. <laughs> um, but they go to Mexico, and that's where you get the ride. And Mexico is from from that movie. Okay, you know my next stop after this is going to go sign up for Disney Plus. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> and then I do have a couple extra just like, you know, I'm a Disney fan, you know, obviously. So I always like Lady and the Tramp, but that's kind of my oh. Christmas movie. So I don't really watch it except around Christmas as much. And then um, the old version, not that I think they ruined the new version and I refuse to watch it. And then <laughs> and then um, I also there was one more movie that I really loved and I am trying to think of what it was. And I had it in forefront of my head. OK, never mind. I can't remember it. Does anybody have any other movies that they're like, oh, that always makes me feel good when I watch it? You know, what I want to do is go back and see if they have like a lot of the old movies, like those computer and tennis shoes and the love bug and like those really they wacky. They do. They do. Yeah, they do. They, um, do those hold up? Um, um, I don't know about hold up. Uh, the computer and tennis shoes doesn't, I don't know about hold up, but it's still fun. It's just funny to watch a young Kurt Russell being a young Kurt Russell. <laughs> Yeah. Or like Son of Flubber. Um, oh, yeah. Some of those. You know, if we're going to go live action, my favorite is the original Parent Trap with Haley Mills. Love mm. oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah, I love I That's another feel good movie for me where I, I like just to put it in just if I want to feel good about, you know, and I have a good afternoon to to relax and watch that. I'm not into the remakes. I don't know if you all are, but I don't really like the when um what's her bucket? Oh, I can't remember her name. <laughs> Remade it when she was a kid. Um in the 1990s. Uh, that movie's cute, but it's and it has Dennis Quaid in it, but I I didn't like it as much as the original. Which one? Again? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh Parent Trap. Yeah. Parent Trap, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Parent Trap. I I uh I do like um like the new Beauty and the Beast. I liked that. Um I would watch that again for sure. And just so you know, there are some hidden gems in Disney Plus that if you're of a certain age, you maybe remember these movies. One of them is Willow. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I'm like, ooh, Willow's oh, on here. Ooh, I'm going to find that one. They have Gargoyles yeah. from the 90s. I got to watch that later. So there's a lot of stuff from our generation that we're like, ooh, I grew up with that. And I, I, I know Gummy Bears is on there. The cartoon series from Saturday mornings is on there somewhere, and I haven't found it yet. 
but I, I'm ready to kind of binge watch a couple episodes of that. And then that you also get like Nat Geo is, you know, a part of that package. And like David's probably loving all the Marvel movies on there and all the Star Wars movies on there. So you're getting a lot for your Disney Plus. You know, I, I highly recommend it. But And, it, and it's not just the Marvel movies. It's, it's like obs- obscure, laughable uh, Marvel things you never you forgot existed, like Spider-Man and Spider-Woman from the 60s, Spider-Man and his amazing friends from the 80s. Just I'm like, oh, my gosh, this was a thing. I forgot about this. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, stuff for our generation and for your kiddos. And maybe your kiddos will like the stuff that you're watching anyway. And like, oh, that's a cute cartoon. What is it? You know, the old Timon and Pumbaa's, the oh. old and yeah, stuff from the, you know, from uh, 20, 30 years ago. It's on there. But, you know, it. it if you have some spare time and you just want to put something on there that's going to make you, you know, feel good about what's going on, um, you know, just give you a chance to escape a little, I highly recommend, you know, having a Disney Plus day. Anyway, um, if Sherry were here, she'd probably tell you the same thing. But she's actually limiting her kids' screen time. Screen time. Um, she has a, a 13-year-old and 11-year-old. And she told me that she is making them do P.E. So she live streams. <laughs> um workouts for them and then she also makes them go outside and run so she's she's uh worse than apparently her her teenager says that she's worse than any of the teachers he has and he wishes he could go back to school (laughs) it's gonna be funny when our kids are all saying i want to go back to school (laughs) yeah but it's she's like they're not just gonna sit at home they're gonna learn to do all these skills and crafts and you know if i'm gonna be at home teaching them i want to make sure they're they're not just playing games or or um, watching TV or whatever. They're learning at all right. times. That makes me think of what I'm doing with my parents. We have a whole schedule. So we pray together in the morning by Alexa and then take a little break and then come back and we do, um, I like to do like mind games with them. So we've been doing, we've been playing Trivial Pursuit and um, we're about to start playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So I'm the game show host and we've devised a whole point system and then in the afternoon, we're um, learning Spanish together by um, using Duolingo. And then um, at night, we're reading a, a John Grisham novel I read to them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I saw a there's a lot of advice floating around out there, too. And, and I, I know that some of our viewers had our listeners had put um, an article from Cloistered Nuns about how to keep to a schedule like you need to have a schedule. Here's, you know, here's what we do. Best practices, you know, make sure you get up every morning and get dressed and and like you're like you're going to start your day and make your bed and then, you know, have some breakfast and some prayer time and, you know, and make sure everything is scheduled out so that you're not just, you know, losing these hours. I'm sure by now everybody's uh, trying to feel their way through this because it's uncharted territory. You know, next time we record, well, everything will maybe change again. Like Olaf says, everything changes. So we'll see next time what happens uh, when we record this and what's going on. And maybe by then, I know Shanghai Disney, the good news, as we were recording this, Shanghai Disney opened up a few things and they're getting ready to open up a little more. So, you know, as we're recording this, the news out of China has been very positive and Things are starting to get back on track there, which is good. But anyway, you've been listening to The Secrets of Disney on StarQuest Production Networks. You can uh, find more links to this discussion. I think I'll try to find a few to throw in here. And um, 
to find our previous episodes and to send us feedback, you can visit sqpn.com backslash Disney. You can email us at Disney at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media, such as facebook.com backslash StarQuest Media or on Twitter at sqpn. Um, again, my name is Deborah Shaben, and joining me today was Lisa Hendy and David Hanlos. Hello. And oh, go ahead, David. I said hello. Hello <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> and thank you again for joining us on the secrets of Disney on StarQuest. Ta ta for now. Thank you.